studios known as My Kitchen Table. Welcome to the inaugural podcast broadcast of How You Play the Game, the official podcast of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated. I'm your host, Jack Furlong, and we thank you for joining us. This is the first episode of what we hope to be many, many episodes, so we'll be coming to you on the 1st and 15th of each month, bringing you some interesting thoughts on current events in the world of sportsmanship. We'll have a rotating second chair of guests on, uh, on each episode. And uh, today, to help us usher in this new era and to talk about OSIP and, uh, and whatnot, our, our second chair, our guest today, also happens to be today's producer-engineer, the chairperson of the board of directors of OSIP, Mr. Sean Ryan. Hey, Sean. Hey, Jack. What's cooking? Uh, well, I made some eggs. Oh, that's good. We are at my kitchen table, so you'd think that I would be cooking something, but there's just a banana sitting there. But, um, yeah. The one banana. The one banana. That we yeah. had to move off the table. Hey, you know what? Because, because we had to fix the table. Because we had to fix the before table. Before we started recording. Because one of the legs was very loose. Yep. Good thing I noticed that. You're a with, smart man. All our, I don't get that enough. Well, for a nominal <laughs> fee, you can get it some more. <laughs> you know, I noticed it because our computers were on it and our the leg was loose and it looked like it was about to fall off and... Um, Good thing I caught that. Yes, because yes, it that is. Would have been disastrous. Yeah, that's putting it lightly. And now it's great. Yeah. Now uh, I can rock it all I want. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, let's get down to business. It's great. Uh, we so so let's let's talk today about what we're doing here. The who, what, where, when, why, and how of, of this podcast. What are we doing here? That's it's a good thing I took that philosophy course in college. Yes. You know what you know what a Jewish man says during an existential crisis? What's that? I don't know what is real anymore. Get it? <laughs> and we've already lost half of our listeners. And they haven't even listened yet. And they have they haven't they've turned it off. They've turned it off. Yeah. So, so well, let's turn it back on. Let's turn it back on. <laughs> How you play the game is the name of the podcast. We obviously get that name from the old adage, it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. And that obviously goes towards the name of the, the group, the OSIP Foundation. OSIP stands for Outstanding Sportsmanship is Paramount. And we are a 501c3 organization dedicated to bringing the news of good sportsmanship back to uh, the culture of competition and sports here in our society. Um, I'm your founder of the group. I say that like I'm trying to introduce myself. I am the founder of my I'm group. your founder. I'm your founder, this buddy. Is like a, what is this, a cult? It, it's, it's a lot worse <laughs> than that. I'm your founder. I'm your founder. Um, I founded this group because of my experiences as, a, as an athlete, uh, a participant in, in athletic competition, uh, as a coach, uh, as an official, and as a fan. And we, as a society, have a problem when it comes to sportsmanship. We, we take the sport a little too seriously, and that's not to say that you can't take sports seriously. You know, you've, if, especially if it's your job or if it's your passion, you can, you can play or root as, as hard as you want, but there's a level of respect that we have forgotten about in society. And uh, we've spent the last couple of years really trying to make a difference, and I think we are just now starting to see the fruits of our labors uh, pay off. You know, we're starting to see uh, a little bit of change locally. You know, we've got we've got some sportsmanship signs up at local uh, baseball fields. We're uh, we're getting into the schools to 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 um, you know preach our message. Um, you know, we we host 
uh, local trivia nights at various restaurants where we, we not only help raise money for us, but also try to you know give people a chance to apply in, good sportsmanship. In New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Yep, in the New Jersey, Pennsylvania area. area. That's where we're based, by in, the way. In case you're you know listening to us from Honolulu. And if you are. Great. Aloha. Come come visit come visit us here. Come, yeah, come, leave the leave the the paradise of Hawaii and come to New Jersey. Well, this has been great. I'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> and we've lost the other half of our listeners. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know we've we if you I, I guess that's a kind of the best way that I can sum it up. If you want a more detailed explanation, you can always go to osipfoundation.org. And, uh, and learn more about us and check out everything that we stand for, everything that we offer. And come to our events. Exactly. Come Trivia to the events. Night. Yeah. Uh, we do some fairs mm-hmm. and, and local events, uh, community fairs, uh, trivia. Um, you know, it's, it's a good time. Yeah, so exactly. A lot of fun, and you get to learn about us and uh, play some games. Mm-hmm. So. And, if you, and if you have kids, uh, all the better for yeah. us because, because we – you know, firmly believe that this this type of message has to start at, at a younger level. Maybe not as young as like elementary school, but like that middle school age. You know, that's that's kind of like I know that's an awkward time for most people, mm-hmm. but that's also that. Oh yeah, that was an awkward time for me. I think both of us are still not even out of that awkward phase. No, no, you know. And I couldn't be happier. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, but but that's that's such a delicate time because you you have the opportunity really to enforce those types of messages there before mm-hmm. they get to high school where, you know, athletics start to take on a new meaning. Although you'd be surprised at the elementary school level. How some kids act. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know. With, with regards to poor sportsmanship. And, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, I think, I think the negativity as, as for, for as many positive changes as we're helping bring about, you know, you, you can't ignore the, the negative, right. you know, the negative, uh, aspects or the negative sportsmanship that seem to be starting younger and younger. Right. So, and that, that could be, that's a number of reasons that we'll get into it probably later or another time. But, but, um, just, just to be aware that this, that we want to affect, we want to promote good and positive changes at every level. Exactly. Exactly. Um, we don't want to just start at middle school. Right. We say that's a pivotal point, but, it really, we really want to cater to every right level. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, anyway, you, go ahead. And you're yeah. starting to see a little bit of that at at some different mm. professional levels and whatnot. I mean, for every, you know, obviously because the media and 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 fans pick up the stories that are you know about poor sportsmanship, you know, or or have those negative connotations. You know, there are those stories of of good connotations as well that uh, that just kind of get glossed over sometimes. Um, if you check out our blog on our website, uh, which is called The Strike Zone, um, you know, you'll, you'll see a couple of those stories. And you might have even seen those stories, for example, uh, towards the end of the regular season in Major League Baseball this year. Uh, a couple that come to mind are um, when the Yankees were playing the Twins uh, towards the end of the regular season. Didi Gregorius hit a home run, and his bat, as he came around with his follow-through, accidentally hit the catcher, Jason Castro. So before he went when he on, hit a home run. When he hit a home run. Oh wow. So so before he took his trot around the bases, the first thing he did was he turned around to make sure that Castro was okay. 
just like and, and apologize to him. Just say I did not mean to, you know, to hit you with that bat. I'm sorry. Are you okay? And and you know, it was brief, but it's important, right? You know, another example is uh, also towards the end of the season between the Cubs and the Cardinals. There was a, a scene uh, at Bush Stadium where um, Addison Russell, the shortstop for the for the Cubs, was chasing a foul ball uh, hit down the third baseline, and um, he ended up diving into the stands and didn't get the didn't catch it unfortunately, but um, he dove into a guy who was holding a plate of nachos. And the guy just lost all the nachos. Oh, no. Uh, we, that's and, a, that's a yeah. disaster. You don't get between a man and his nachos, no okay? Way. But so so he... Nacho so, cheese. Not, yeah, exactly. That's cheese that's not yours. Daddy? <laughs> that's the second time I said that. Yeah. But ahead, um, sorry. So, so, so Russell gets up and whatnot, and the, the inning comes to an end a little bit later. And not only... First of all, the staff at Bush Stadium in St. Louis brought him another complimentary plate of nachos, like loaded nachos with, with everything on it that mm. he had. But not only was that awesome, when the Cubs came back out for the bottom of the next inning, here comes Addison Russell up the third baseline with a tray of nachos and just some cheese. Like like very bland, but right. you know, because he obviously can't get a full plate right. from the dugout. But he had a he had a, a tray of nachos and cheese and he he goes over and he gives them to the guy as 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 an apology for taking his nachos. Oh my god! And and he he was he was beside himself. And then you know and then Russell decided you know he said hey can I get a quick picture? And Russell was like absolutely. So he's taking selfies with him in the middle of the game and oh, whatnot. Man. No, it was absolutely fantastic. So, wow. You know, the, oh we have a guest over here in my kitchen table ah. known as my cat. So she can join the broadcast a little later. Sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, but those are the types of things that you're seeing at the professional level now that you know you would hope that that kind of stuff can make a difference, you know, uh, you know, it can right. trickle down. You and know? it's unfortunate because I mean, it as great as those as wonderful as those instances of good sportsmanship are, mm-hmm. those are unfortunately the ones that get overshadowed. Right, and I hate to say it, be a negative Nancy here, but but. It's it's a matter of, you know, it's like like on Yelp, right? Right. You see, you 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 have you can have a ton of positive reviews, right? You can have one bad review, and that and that's the one everyone knows exactly. So it's it that's why it's really important to just make sure that you're that you're just using your common sense and just all the time. It's funny that you say that too because I feel like that's something that. Is, is kind of related to us as well. Um, you know, we're all human beings mm-hmm. and we all make mistakes and we have to look at these things, especially in, in competition, as as just that. And, um, you know, if you, ever, if you ever go through Yelp and whatnot and you see, you know, one bad review and a ton of good reviews, you mm-hmm. have to really convince yourself to say, you know what, you can't please everybody. Right. And if this person's positive or this company's positive reviews are like 98% and, you know, the rest is, you know, 2%, mm-hmm. you know, it's still worth taking the chance, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, I don't know what else to, to, to tell you, you know, to, to those types of people who, 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 you know, feel like they need constant, Right. Uh, you know, a- approval or something like that. Well, let me take a moment to talk about 
um, the different aspects of, of sportsmanship. Please do, Sean. Um, and pertaining to particular groups of people. Um, you know, the, the first group that sportsmanship can apply to, it, first and foremost, and most obviously, is the, uh, is the player. And for, for, a, uh, for a team. And one thing that, two things that a player needs to um, realize is that just to just know who who you're representing um you're representing your your teammates yourself your coaches your your family the your school the organization that's sponsoring you if you're at that level uh your town um just realize what's at stake. There's a lot and, of connections, and there. that you're, yeah. and that you're always on stage, mm-hmm. and um, you know, on and off the field, and more, in a lot of ways, more importantly, off the field. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter really what role you play within the organization. It's your what you say and what you do has a ripple effect, right? And you have to be very careful, um, but. On the flip side, something like this, as I said before, it, it should be common sense. Right. You have to exercise good judgment. And that's the second thing. Realize just what you're doing, where you are at every given moment, and who you're interacting with, how you're interacting with them, whether it's yourself and your teammates or, or the opposition. Um, and remember that, you know, and I think you had mentioned this once, the word competition right. is not against someone. You're competing it's with, with people. with someone. Exactly. And that's, that's very poignant because, again, a lot of people don't realize that. And I think that's something that needs to be told right. uh, to, to, every, to all the parties involved in, in a competition. It's, a, it's, supposed to be, it's supposed to be friendly. Exactly. Um, and you know, I know the adrenaline gets the better of us sometimes, but... You know these things uh, can creep up on us, right? So we have to make sure that we're just always exercising good judgment when it come when it comes to that. Um, and that's pretty much the stamp at the standpoint from a player, right? Um, the other the other aspect of it is from uh, from a coach, mm-hmm. the good sportsmanship from a coach. Maybe you can embellish on that. Absolutely. You know, it's. First, first and foremost, you know the co- the role of the coach has such a impact an impact because of the the mirroring that that our youth can can do as a result of it. You know, and that 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 starts. I mean, that that kind of also starts from the same point of you know watching your favorite athletes on TV. You know, you see if you see you know your favorite sports star on TV do something, you want to imitate that because you want to be associated with, with a winner. You want to be associated with somebody that you look up to. And the same thing applies when it comes to the coaches. You know, if you, if you have a coach on your team who is uh, incredibly animated and, you know, takes things too seriously and acts out and argues with officials and whatnot, you know, someone who's not conscious of that being a, a, a poor decision and bad behavior is going to learn to do that in the same way that 
you know, kids grow up to, without making conscious decisions otherwise, start to imitate their parents. You know, you, 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 the, the, the palette of your brain, so to speak, is blank, and it's up to your experiences to draw on that palette. And that's how you learn to, to, to act and, and represent yourself. And so, you know, the job of the coach is an interesting one because you have to obviously do your job of running the team, managing the, the participants, things like that. Uh, but you're, you're also the role model. And it's up to you to set that example, especially when your, your participants, your players, are youth. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's just about, you know, how to talk to people. It's about how to, how to manage games and, and whatnot. And, you know, it's, it's not an exact science, but at the same time, you, there's a lot of people who just don't know how to do it. You know, the biggest key that I find in coaching when it comes to sportsmanship and whatnot is that coaches think that they need to continue to teach during the course of an athletic competition. Whereas, you know, the, the real coaching needs to be done at practice. You know, you're not, you're, you know, you, could, you might be able to make in-game adjustments on the fly. You may be able to remind your players of certain things. And obviously you're going to be making decisions in, during the course of a competition with regard to strategy. But you're not going to do yourself or your players any favors by yelling at them from across the field and, you know, reminding them to, you know, or telling them what to do with regard to, you know, the mechanics of how to play the game. Right. There's no way that's going to stick. Exactly. There's, you're, they're not, you know, it's kind of like the idea of when a pitching coach goes out to talk to a pitcher in the middle of an inning, that pitcher is really not listening to anything that you say. He's not going to, you know, he just needs that time to calm down and relax or to, to maybe, unless you guys are talking strategy about a pinch hitter, but he's not listening to what you have to say about, you know, mechanics or things like that. You know, he's just, he's just needs a breather, you know? So it's, it's, it's really an interesting, you know, an interesting thought about it, you know, how to coach with regard to good sportsmanship and whatnot. Um, let me throw it back to you mm-hmm. with regard to the way fans should oh, act. Oh yeah. You know? So yeah. And that's, that's the, that's the third group that sportsmanship affects is the fan. A fan, by definition, is someone. It comes from the word fanatic, and it comes and and it's 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 holding a team or a person or some sort of entity in high regard. And the idea behind the fan is to support your team, and support is the most important is the most important. Uh, aspect about this, the most important word, um, because it often gets confused with uh, applying too much adrenaline to that support and in a negative way. And we see it a lot with fans, I believe, as an example, I don't remember when this was, it might have been when, I think it was when the Yankees and Red Sox were we're playing in the ALCS, uh, 2007, 
four, four, maybe? four or three. May have been. It may have been one of those years because three and four they played back to back because you know three was when Aaron Boone hit the home run right. in Game Seven. Four was when the Red Sox had that and miraculous comeback. And I think I think one of the fans on it may have been on. It may have been right outside the stadium, on Yawkey Way, uh-huh. where where a, a a Yankees fan or a, I think it was a Red Sox fan drove their car and hit a Yankees fan wearing wearing the uniform, right, wearing his gear, so to speak, right yeah. near next to the stadium. Yeah, I think it was right next to the stadium, but I mean that's. That's ridiculous. Well, this that that if, I, I mean that's 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 that goes beyond. That's a that's that's a criminal offense. Exactly. Over <laughs> like, over sports. Over sports. Yeah. And and this is this is what I'm talking about. That so many people overlook the fan as part of an like as part of an aspect of sportsmanship. Right. Most people gravitate towards players, which is the most obvious, um, which is the most obvious part of that. But. But the fan plays as much of a role, probably a greater role, uh, behind the scenes because a fan was what makes up the largest contingency of an or like in terms of a s- organization. If it's not for fans, who's providing the money right. to to support the team? Right. You know, the, the money from the fans goes right to the owners who then turn around and use that to create a team for the fans to watch and you know Exactly. So this this the, it's the the fans are central to to uh, to a team's morale right. and success um, in a lot of ways, and the sportsmanship has with fans holds a lot of gravity mm-hmm. as a result. So, you know, it's just really about how you how you how you uh, hold yourself in terms of competition at a game, how you behave in the stands, or or if you're you're at your home, yeah. And you're or at watching a bar this, or right, you know how you're watching you know how you're watching how you hold yourself with other people available right. who are who are you know watching the game with you exactly um, you want to behave right <laughs> you know, it's, it's, again, it sounds it sounds rudimentary it sounds, it sounds ridiculous but, but it's it's it really it really is important yeah um, it's kind of you know not to interrupt you but I mean I think an, an incredible example that we have to reference here is the incident with Brian Stowe out in um, out in San Francisco and Los Angeles, which kind of sparked the the creation of our organization. You know, the this is the story of a man who, you know, brought his two kids to Dodger Stadium on opening day, and he's a Giants fan, and the Dodgers were playing the Giants. And in the parking garage after the game, this man was was attacked by two people who beat him senseless to the point where he has permanent brain damage, all because he was wearing a Giants jersey at Dodger Stadium. And it has reached, you know, a, a, a level of ridiculousness. I mean, and, and I mean, th- that that story in itself, we could we could dissect into a million different places because there's a, you know, there's a there's a lot of aspects to it that kind of take up, you know, a lot oh, of time. The fan, you know. I mean, the, the, we could talk about fans we could we could we could dedicate a whole podcast, we could, if not multiple, exactly. For, for but, fans. but the fact of the matter, which we is, should, we, prob- we probably will. But the fact of the matter is that it's it's incidents like that which are the most prominent, which need to be stopped. Right. You know, it, it's it's you know we're living in 2017 right now. Right. You know, at the time of us recording this, it's mm-hmm. it's 
it's the 21st century. We need to grow up a little bit. Right. And there are fans everywhere. Exactly. There aren't athletes everywhere. There are fans everywhere. Right. So that's why, again, this aspect of sportsmanship amongst the fans really is the most important and, how, and like I said, holds the most gravity. Right. With especially with regards to these barbaric instant incidences. 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 I can't talk. <laughs> Speaking of me not talking and you talking, <laughs> why don't we why don't we move on to um, the uh, the official? Yeah, the final the final part of our four part series of where sportsmanship can be applied. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a I'm a uh, a high school baseball official. And uh, this is another prime example of where sportsmanship needs to be addressed because the way that the, way that the other three groups, the, the players, the coaches, and the fans, and the subsect of fans, which are the parents, uh, treat officials is absolutely ridiculous sometimes. These competitions, be it a team sport or an individual sport, would not occur if it were not for officials to, to apply the rules of the game and to, uh, you know, help determine the, you know, a a winner based upon uh, an objective standpoint. Um, it is mind boggling, especially at the youth levels that officials are attacked verbally more than likely, but there has been physical violence as well mm-hmm. over one call that may or may not have, you know, impacted a game that, uh, you know, between kids. And and, and, and that's the thing. It's, it's kids. Exactly. I, it, I, you know, not that, you know, I'm not advocating that, you know, adults should be, you know, but it just shows you that it could start young. Right. You know, the bad sportsmanship. And if you think, go ahead. if you think that, you know, an official is out there on the field in any sport specifically trying to screw that team or, or, or that kid over by what making... What do they have to gain? Exactly. Let me tell you, no official wakes up in the morning and says, I cannot wait to get out on that field so I can make sure that this kid loses or has a terrible time. No, there isn't a single official who does that from the most amateur of officials to the most seasoned veterans at any level, does that happen? I, I guarantee it that, that that is not the case. Right. And and if it is the case, that person should not, be is, should not be officiating and has not been trained properly right. and does not have the necessary credentials to to, to perform the job at hand. Um, it's you know it, it, and it goes both ways too, I should mention as well. Officials also need to make sure that they in return, treat others with respect and with good sportsmanship. Um, it's it's rare that you know that type of an incident could lead to to trouble, but it can happen. A lot of officials, you know, have bad days. Officials, you know, or not even just bad days on the field. They could have a bad day at work, and then they have to go to to officiate a game. And we're right, because a be- lot of, right because a lot of these officials are. You know they do this part time. Listen, if you're not do if you're not working a professional league, you're doing this part time. Okay, every official has some sort of a day job or is retired or something like that and has other things going on in their life uh, before they step Which out. Humanizes on the field. them even more. Exactly. You know that's the thing you can't you can't forget is that these 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 people are human. Exactly. 
So, so, you know, if an official has a bad day, whether it be on the field or off the field, you know, it's up to the official, obviously, to be able to separate everything. Uh, but, you know, it, it's it, one small thing can can cause an official to go off sometimes, right. you know, it's, it's, and it's up to everybody to understand that regardless of what role you play, regardless of your age or your experience, we are all human beings. Right. We are all in the same human race. You know, we're all in it together, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what uniform you're wearing. Exactly. So, so there's no reason whatsoever to, to treat another person that way. You can, you can disagree with them. We're not saying that. We're not saying don't play hard. In fact, you, I mean, again, that's what, you know, it's funny because in a way you're almost encouraged to analyze, you know, a sport from different angles, right. you know, well, that, that's what officials are trained to do, mm-hmm. right? Or, or, or a play, a certain play from certain angles. And it, it, to me, that's a sign of respect if a fan says, well, you know, let's look at it this, from this angle. Right. You know, and going back to fans for a second. Of course. Um, you know, one of the things that I really believe is if you have knowledge of how the sport works and knowing like for baseball, for example, all the intricacies involved mm-hmm. and you're just more knowledgeable of other teams, of, of their history, not only your own, that makes you a better fan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got, we, you have to remember that you can't just go out there and expect that this thing is going to be done this way or this call is going to be this way automatically. And if it's not, the official is wrong. Right. You know, two officials could call something completely different. Exactly. It depending on how they see it. And it goes back to the whole human aspect of it. And you as a fan should know that. Right. And be more, and if you have, and if you're knowledgeable, you, you would know that. Mm -hmm. Um, which makes you a better fan, and the officials can do their jobs. Exactly, exactly. If you if you as a fan have the ability to to take in a you know sporting event and can you know not get upset over a controversial or co- close call and have the wherewithal to you know wait for an instant replay or you know look at it from a different angle or something like that and or put yourself in the shoes of the official which How, is hard to do it's very difficult you know, to do if you're passionate about your team i get it yep you know you you i listen <laughs> i mean with certain decisions that are made in whether it's managerial decisions like with with joe girardi yep. and the yankees recently yep uh and, and you just want to yell at the tv and i get it but you have to just take a moment and realize, okay, wait, these are humans. Yep. You know, let it simmer for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and again, even if, and this goes again back to the fan, if you're yelling at your TV over every little call, even if it's by yourself, that's sportsmanship. I mean, you're, because you're, you're, you're causing self harm. You're right. You're causing undue stress to yourself. And I don't think the TV wants to hear it either. You know? <laughs> The last thing you need is for your TV to be going to, to see a therapist. Off. You know, exactly. that's it. You're cut off. Yeah. I'm, I'm turning myself I'm off. <laughs> that's it. Can you uh, imagine if we had TVs that did that? Oh man, I don't know if we'd be better off or worse off. Oh man, that's a good question. But uh, let's look into that. <laughs> so I've got a curveball for you. Okay, I've been Can waiting for this, this all day. So there's a fifth. There's a fifth. Uh, Group okay. that sportsmanship can apply to, okay. and I don't think we've ever discussed it in our many years that we've known each other. Okay, 
And by many, I mean probably what, five or six now, right? Well, we've known each other longer than we we've, th- than oh, we've been we a part thought. of. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because um, you joined us in what, like 2015 or so? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I joined the OSIP Foundation in 2015, but I've known you for longer. Right. A couple of years more. But uh, maybe you should tell the story because you're better at it. With the with regard to me, student teaching. Oh yeah, yeah. We had yeah. So we had a a very weird connection in that Sean, we're both both of us are musicians by by trade, and Sean actually did his student teaching with the band director from my high school, who I had just had a couple of years prior. Right. And then it wasn't until. Years later, after that, when we finally met, when we realized we had that connection, right. and that he was going to school right down the street from my high school mm-hmm. for college, and you know, yeah. it's, you know, we finally put two and two together, and like, oh my god, you yeah, know? yeah, it's pretty crazy. But so yeah, we've known each other for 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 a, for a long time, um, but in all this, you know, since I joined OSIP, the uh, and I just realized this i guess recently there's a fifth group that sportsmanship can apply to so we have already the player right the uh the coach right the fan and the official but what about the media that's a good point so reporters color commentators um announcers Mm -hmm. how do you go about calling a game how do you go about describing a play how do you go about as a reporter when you're interviewing players, whether, and especially in a locker room right. setting, yep. what do you say? How do you say it? How do you interact? And I think that's a fifth group that we have to like revise we, our whole curriculum. We probably do. Because, you know, how do you, how do you report on this? How do you, you like in a way it's almost like an official, you have to be very, um, um, non-biased. Right. And the same applies for, for the media. So how do you, and this is getting a little political, but, and I apologize, but you, you're obviously your goal as, as someone who is in the media as a reporter is to be unbiased right. when you're reporting on these sports. You don't want to favor one team. You don't want to, you know, favor one person. And you have to look at the overall political climate and you have to look at the overall, you know, socio, um, um, climate, um, Socioclimate. Is that a word? It is now. Okay. That's a word now. Um, but you have to look at these things as a person who's reporting on sports. Right. Um, so that's something I think we should talk about more um, in a later later podcast. I, I like that. I like yeah. that idea because I'm, I'm already starting to brainstorm a couple of ideas based on that. Oh, so, tons. Yeah. I mean, just from the Yes Network alone. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Or for, from any network. Yeah. You can talk about national broadcast versus local broadcast. Because right. that's the first thing that pop, in, pop into mm-hmm. my mind. If you're part of the media from a national standpoint, you know, and you're dealing, and it's not a national team, like mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the, you know, United States men's soccer team, for example, mm-hmm. you know, you have a job to do that is right down the center. Right. You know, but if you are a, a regional uh, broadcaster, you know, working for just one team, you have a little bit more leeway there. You know, right. a lot of guys talk about how some of the, you know, the broadcasters are homers mm-hmm. or things like that. To a degree, you know, you kind of sometimes you want 
your broadcaster to be a fan of your team. Right. You know, sometimes. Sometimes. And then you have players who retire who then become broadcasters. Right. And they have a, they bring a different element to broadcasting. Yeah, they're, they're the color commentators. They're the color commentators who provide insights that the, that the, the announcer may or may not know. Right. So that's something to consider. Yeah, because you could, we could talk about that for, for oh. eons as well. You yeah. know, can't tell you how many times I've been listening to color commentators and, and I'm just like, no, you need, you need to shut up because basically what you're doing is fueling poor sportsmanship. Mm-hmm. You are fueling the idea right. that it's okay to be angry towards these officials, for example. Right. And you, you know? need the announcer who doesn't necessarily have athletic experience to kind of temper right. you know, and provide that unbiased um, uh, point of view. Um, regarding regarding calls right. and regarding regarding calling games. Yeah, so, exactly. So that's again, you know, we're we're going into it now, but we, we should really temper we, ourselves. Oh, we totally should. <laughs> I think we've reached a nice point of repose for this inaugural episode. Absolutely. So I want to first thank Sean Ryan, my guest today, for uh, for joining us. Been a pleasure. And and um, you know, we'll be back with you uh, shortly thereafter, within the next two weeks or so, with a, with a new episode. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with the show, uh, you can uh, email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. Uh, reach out on social media, facebook.com slash osipfoundation or Twitter at osipfoundation. And just use the hashtag uh, how you play the game to, uh, to, to get in touch with us. And uh, who knows, maybe uh, if you have something you want to talk about, you know, let us know. We'll, we'll talk about it on the show. And please review... Uh, review our podcast exactly um, and and give us lots of likes yes and yes. stars exactly please. exactly <laughs> if you're gonna be like that one person on Yelp who gives us the one star just 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 don't yeah please don't <laughs> please we're being we're asking nice we're asking very very nicely that's part of sportsmanship exactly well everybody take care out there and treat each other with respect how you play the game is a production of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated. The producer-engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by Soundspring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osafoundation.org. If you're interested in advertising on How You Play the Game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org.